0: Kelsey Charles and Jane Slater.
1: Hello, everyone, welcome to another edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official and preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm your host today, Kelsey Charles, joined by my fabulous co-host, Jess Navarro, and Aisha Morrison. Jane Slater is out today. But don't worry, guys, we've got you covered. Still lots to talk about as we head into this Washington Commanders game. I was thinking about this. I always love when we play division games because, you know, listen, I I rep Team Petty really hard, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, like what can we do this week? Because like flying benches out, like we've done that. Oh man, like, you know, like, we got Carson Wentz back. Like there's always like some yeah. fun fodder when it comes to talking about Wentz. Like yeah. I, I I I hate to be this guy, but like I like to make fun of what Philly did when they got rid of him to the Colts, and then I'm like oh, I can't laugh as much anymore. But um, hopefully we will all have smiling faces after this weekend. Yep. But I wanted to kind of jump in and chat through injury reports, some of the things we saw in practice today as we are starting to gear up for the weekend. Um, One of the notable guys that I saw out there, though, before I dive into the actual X's and O's of like who was limited, who was full, uh, Charles Haley was yep. in yep. the building today, or on the field, shall I say. I can always tell, um, just by the way, like you see, he almost, I don't know how to describe it, it's, it's almost like a magnet when another magnet's around, and it's like the, the polar opposites, like people like kind of push away, like make way for him. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I was laughing, he always just kind of like, you know, hits the guy or whatever, like one of the <laughs> players when he walks by, he's like, he's super bro man. Yeah. <laughs> and like Britt Brown like ran around him and was like, no man, you're not getting me this time. Yeah. But he was cool because you saw him taking a chance to connect with Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. And that was cool for me because I know there's a lot of talk about his versatility. And one of the cool things about the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, is how they operate as a family. And you may leave the building and you may not be on the team, but you are still a part of, you know, the, the greater vision, the greater facility, you yeah. know, the unit, if you will. And it was really cool for me to be able to watch him sit there and, like, kind of coach him up and just be a part of that, you know, defensive conversation, if you will. Yeah. Because we know this team is riding heavy defensively. But like how cool to have a moment in time to continue to connect with a Hall of Famer and hone your skill set, especially as you are transitioning to one of these guys who's making an impact with your hand and with your hand off of the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I wanted to ask you, Kels, because you were you're doing a little bit of creeping, as you said earlier. And uh, you know, I wanted to ask, did you see specifically like what Charles was working with uh, you know, in terms of, of Micah? Was he working like upper body, lower body, just kind of some drills? What did you notice exactly and and uh, could you hear anything? Could you hear anything? <laughs> anything that was being said because I'm sure there's a lot of a uh, motivational prep going on there yeah I mean I think there's always a
1: lot of um animation when you're dealing with Charles Haley yeah. in general <laughs> he's wonderful for that reason uh I will be honest I was multitasking and doing my real job <laughs> I just like saw in the corner I was like oh look Charles is here yeah um but you could kind of tell it was a lot of talk about just technique in general like cool. a lot of the hand motions and like how to like the swim move type of things that you see a lot of these defensive linemen um it, to me again like I Loved seeing that connection. Yeah, I thought that was really refreshing. Um, he, this is not the first time that Charles has been around. He's been around a lot, actually. And, you know, listen, I, I think as, as a guy like Micah, who is just so phenomenal already— I think it's cool for him to continue to be a student of the game. So I thought that was like a fun, you know, key little moment in time. I also saw, too, the wide receivers. Obviously, we know that C.D. Liam had a bit of a rough start to his game, but then the last part of practice, he and Gallup were working on this tennis ball drill, which I'm sure you guys have seen some unique drills in, in your time just, you know, being around the team and watching some of these practices. I know our tight ends coach Mike Pope back in the day used to do some crazy stuff like <laughs> guys like put like buckets on their heads yeah. and stuff like that. This wasn't quite along those lines, but he did have have CD and Michael, uh, they were just they were they were throwing tennis balls to them one on one. And it was like a quick, mm. like they putting them in different positions so they had to kind of almost like juggle, if you will. Yeah. And and at first I was like, are they making sure they don't drop? But then I was like, no, this is kind of them preparing to make these incredibly extreme catches, yeah. like CD was able to make while he was in new york when yeah. you know one-handed like making that a natural just automatic reflex, exactly almost. like yeah. a reflex for them muscle a,
2: memory with with 100%. the quickness of their hands and i think that's something that is is really vital especially with a younger wide receiver core is you have to make sure that that muscle memory is there for the quickness of the hand so that way you're not seeing dropped balls especially in key key moments of the game right and so i think cd i don't know how long they've been doing that drill obviously it's a concentration
3: it's a concentration drill
2: it's actually I think cd's gonna do well with. yeah
3: it's actually really common um like i'm i mean that actually makes me happy because i know that mg is one of those guys contested ball guys but yeah it's it's a concentration drill i'm glad they're working on it i'm sure it's an emphasis with with drops and stuff but also too i mean you look across the league right now like these guys um I was listening to uh, Joe Theismann mm-hmm. on uh, 105.3 uh, this morning, and he was talking about how there's no preseason, right? And well, there is preseason, but a lot of these veteran players aren't playing through the preseason. Right. So when you start looking at like Game Three, Game Four, these guys are just now starting to get their legs under them. We always talk about the you know the offense kind of being behind the defense. So maybe that's like you know why they're emphasizing like to start getting these guys going, yeah. and it's it's important.
2: And it goes back to Mike McCarthy saying it's still September football, right? So the good thing is September's almost over. Somebody wait Green Day up and uh, move the page to October football because September is almost done.
1: (laughs) I don't want it. I don't want it. Um. All right, so let's dive into quick injury updates so you guys have them, just so we can kind of, you know, ground ourselves in the lay of the land as we go into this weekend Mm sure um we had a couple of updates for you all honestly though the the latest as you saw from yesterday there's a lot of full participants michael gallup still was a full semi fijoca was still a full gifford still full drayvon kirst marcus lawrence Connor mcgovern are still limited and dalton schultz again was limited as well i did see him getting some good reps on the jugs afterwards though too i thought that was again Mm. a good sign um You know Zeke was working the cords at one point. I think that's just continuing to try and keep him loose. So I feel like the Cowboys are staying steady. I think we'll have to know a little bit more tomorrow about what the latest is going to be in terms of Schultz versus the Gallup conversation. I feel a lot more confident in Gallup than I do, you know, with the likelihood of Schultz. Mm -hmm. But I think the main things injury wise that actually were more impactful in this report was on the Washington side. So they had seven guys that were limited yesterday, and they were now full participants uh, as of today. We know mm-hmm. they've struggled with a lot of injuries um, earlier on in this season, but they also are getting a lot of reinforcements. You've got a linebacker, you've got you know O-linemen, D-linemen coming back. It seems like they're getting reinforcements across the board. But the one area that I think is still a bit of a concern for them is O-line. They have struggled to protect Carson Wentz, and the – potentially you're going to have a third string guy who's going to be starting at center which as we all know we've discussed extensively with the o-line is a pretty key component in that you know whole entire offense so Mm -hmm. do you feel like this thursday being that's the lay of the land like does that change your mindset about how you think this game's going to go are you kind of still reserving your thoughts until friday i mean i'll start with you aisha like are you feeling like hey yeah, they got reinforcements, but like there's still key components that are going to be missing in terms of what Carson wants needs to operate 100% successfully is that changing your mind about how you feel.
3: Okay, so I had to so I had to take a step back and like Really look at you know the Washington games. Um, Mike McCarthy said something yesterday. I would think it was today in mm-hmm. his presser about you know just not overlooking the next opponent. Like even though they look like like the record doesn't look good on their side, they do have still they do still have some guys over there, especially on their defensive line. As far as their offensive line, um, I think the center position is something that Dan Quinn we've seen from Dan Quinn this last couple of weeks. He is willing to exploit your weaknesses on your defense on your offensive line or whatever the case may be so I fully expect for him to be going at whatever weak points they have I think uh Osa Neville Gallimore um Chauncey Goldston those guys that play you know the middle of the defense are going to be important to you know what what the Cowboys want to do defensively um and then also I also feel like uh defensively I think oh with Jaron Curse rather uh Jaron Curse coming back is Super important to me because Logan Thomas is an intricate part of I think what they want to do as an offense, especially what they're going to be trying to get the ball out quick with the pressure coming with with the the Cowboys. uh, Maybe some screens and their tight end that tight end uh, matchup with Jaron Curse possibly coming back could be an important matchup during this game. So I like to see the J-Ron curses and the motions of coming back. Really. Fingers crossed.
2: I also want to say that if this game, if there's any game for the Cowboys defense to just completely devour an Barnacles. offense, it could be this game. And <laughs> and here's why I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not saying anything bad, but when you go back and you watch how Washington is played, it's one thing, but you, you all know I'm real into these press conferences and, and looking on kind of another scope of things. Ultimately, it just seems like the tone within Washington right now is very deflated and defeated. Mm-hmm. Fear? Fear, but but just defeated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're what? Going to be week four of the season, and they are just so defeated when they're talking in these press conferences. And I think that says a lot about the morale that's not there. Um, And and I think, you know, it just goes back to how they're playing and and, um, the scheme is not working for the Washington offense. I mean, they're not protecting Carson Wentz by any means. He has no protection. So I think there's plenty of opportunity for... A lot of players to step up on the Cowboys' defense this week.
3: Yeah, and they do. I mean, they do have some skill players out there, though. They have guys. Jahan Dotson can play. He's a red zone threat. I mean, um, I also feel like they their run game. They try to get guys involved. They've been trying to get Gibson in the ball and get him involved. But I mean, they're only 24th in yards um, as a as a whole offensively and 25th in rushing yards. So yeah. it puts a lot of pressure also too on Carson to perform and to you know they're getting behind the sticks quick. Um, so. I I don't know. I'm really looking at what they're going to do as a passing offense. They also have like McKissick. Curtis Samuel's been a big part of what they're trying to do, get him involved. Sometimes they have him coming out of the backfield. Yeah. Like they're trying to me personally. Um they're doing a lot to kind of compensate for the lack the O-line problems right now. So quick motion stuff and trying to misdirect you and get you off the line mm. just to give their guys, you know, a chance here because off the offensive line, especially the tackle position too yeah they can't hold up well long enough for them to get long progressive plays for them to get anything down the field so we'll see and and you just look at it too one they're not secure
2: up front and you know, Carson's really not the best at getting the ball out quickly either. So that doesn't help him and that doesn't help anybody. But then on the other side of that, you have the the wide receivers that just cannot get open on time for Carson to help him out even a little bit. So it's just like a a not so well-oiled machine that all the cogs are not working in the same direction right now. And I think it's just so obvious with how you see the, I guess, lack of, Uptone or upbeat or anything with with the uh, the Washington commander side of things Dang, right now that
3: interview it was that bad it was it we was don't not play good. That here's no here's the thing
2: so uh, I listened to you know Ron Rivera earlier right. this week he just was not wanting to talk about it at all <laughs> he was like i want nothing to do with this we're looking ahead and, you know very coach like answers. <laughs> on to dallas he's just he's aggravated yeah. and and it's showing he was aggravated in general but then you know jack del rio goes on and kind of the same vibe very short answers very just very bleak and then you know uh scott turner gave us the best answers right and and talked a little bit more but i i just think if Any game can show you the dynamics of our defense and how much they are going to just mutilate an offense, this could be the one. And and I think you're going to see a lot of guys really stepping up uh, depending on J. Ron Curse returning, but Donovan Wilson could be another one that has another big game. You have D-Law, who I think he's just getting started. I think you're going to see D-Law on a roll. d Raw's a great name, though. Look, I'm just saying. I would take it. Tongue-tied because I'm (laughs) saying he's on a roll. But uh, (laughs) the point is I think think they are in for a great game if they continue to do what they do. Aisha and I were talking earlier. She brought up special teams. Mm -hmm. And we We've we've talked about this on the show plenty of times, the importance of special teams. But um, uh, special teams continues to step up, continues to give the offense good uh, field advantage. I I mean, hey, everybody needs to play their complimentary football. And I'm sure everybody's tired of that. I want to ask you guys a question, though, because I
1: think you have a good point about we've talked a lot about the importance of culture. And we all know that, you know, football, like, yeah, all three phases of the game. But there's a fourth phase. Mm -hmm. And that's your mental capacity. and, And really, genuinely, like, are you in the game? And are you focused? Are you going to have a short-term memory loss and be able to pick up yourself back again? Yeah. I look at, you know, they're, they're starting the this, this season one and two. Obviously, it's been a trying time for them, for sure. Carson Wentz, I'm not sure anyone in this division, let alone this league, has a lot of confidence in him, despite what they want to tell you. And the, the loss to the Eagles, that had to have been defeating. And you just talked about some of the offensive weapons that they have. Do you trust Carson Wentz and genuinely to be able to make lemonade out of lemons? Because it kind of feels like that's a bit of a place where they are right now. They might have some some options, but their run game is stalling. Their O line isn't isn't doing much of anything. They're not O
3: lining. They're not O lining, <laughs> <weak>. guys. I'm <laughs> weak. That's funny. But no, I, I man, it's kind of like I don't know how y'all feel. But I know other people be like, you you ain't supposed to feel bad for players, but like to see just how slow his clock is and his reaction. Sometimes his reads, like, It's like he he really lacks confidence as a player now, and then with no and also too when Carson Wentz was coming out, I personally really was like, oh, he looks kind of like Tony Romo Um, because of his escape. Go there. No, 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 no. no. This is a very liable uh, you know comparison at the time when Carson was coming out because of his mobility, because of his escapability, a lot of the plays he can make outside the pocket, and without his mobility now. And you forcing him to be a pocket passer? It's just not it. Right? Like he be seeing stuff that ain't that ain't there in real life. Yeah. Like.
2: <laughs> well, and again, how much of that is a culture thing? Because we're we're talking about how I mean, how the coaches sound in these press conferences. He doesn't have confidence in, in himself as a player. Where does that start? Does that start one within himself? Yeah, but also within the coaching staff. I mean, if if your quarterback isn't feeling confident in what he's doing. Hey, but he can come out. a good indication. But he can come out though and throw
3: some stuff around though. Like, and that's why it's why yeah. it's frustrating. And that's why I said you know what Mike McCarthy said today is important because it, Carson can come out sometimes and just be like you know what today's the day. Like you <laughs> oh, know what yep. I want to play today. Yep. Let's 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 get busy today. So. We'll see overall what he's
2: what he's going to look like. Something that um, I guess seeing things from tales of the other side. Right. But (laughs) seeing things from the other side and, and really looking at those other press conferences and all of that you do realize how much of a culture really is established within the Cowboys because of Mike McCarthy. And, you know, Aisha and Nosi and I were talking earlier. There's specific terms that are used over and over. And, and I think, you know, a, a player is bought into the culture when you hear, you know, CD said in the locker room, the, the term ebb and flow which is just not a common phrase. And then today, Mike McCarthy, ebb and flow. So when you hear those repetitive words, complimentary football, ebb and flow, I mean, just all of these things, that tells me that your players are really bought into the culture. They're bought into the coaching and the confidence and and each other. And I think that's something that is so overlooked. The amount of chemistry this locker room has right now should not be overlooked by anybody in in the division, much less around the league, because it's special. I wanna bring some color commentary and I actually want to listen to this, uh, you
1: know, a little bit of sound that you found from their their O.C., uh, Scott, Turner. Scott Turner. So because I think it really does bring to light, you know, where they are in their in their headspace. So, Jazz, if we can hear that really quickly.
0: They're an outstanding unit. I mean, they're playing really well, um, you know, going back to last year. And then they've really only improved uh, at the beginning of this season. Um, you know, they're a little bit more multiple um, up front you know than Philly and uh, you know with Parsons you know he's a I, you know I guess he's a linebacker but he's a defense alignment I mean he plays everywhere you know so uh, and then obviously DeMarcus Lawrence and then the, the rest of the group I mean they all play extremely hard um, they do a lot of stunts and twists and stuff up front that you got to prepare for where Philly you know doesn't I mean they still do that but not not at that frequency and they don't have you know they'll move guys around a little bit but not not as much you know uh, where you have to met, have the mental challenge of IDing um that dallas does
1: that's literally if i had to translate that that's basically like him being like trying to throw his middle finger at dan quinn and be like dude i hate you for this
3: <laughs> i mean and a lot of offenses are gonna feel the exact same way yeah because it it has to be and this is what we talked about yesterday the multiplicity i feel like it has to be frustrating as an offense to truly just not know who What's is going coming on from where what like it has to be a- a exhausting also for a quarterback. But then when you start talking about an offensive line, you know, the, the Redskins... I mean, the Redskins... Oh, Jesus. Uh, the, the commanders. Uh, the commanders just put this... W F T. Yes. <laughs> they just put this offensive line together. So you're mm-hmm. talking about communication. You're talking about guys having to be in the right place at the right time. They're coming and playing an away game. So... I, I can only understand, like, what they're going through over there. I do think that the Cowboys linebackers are going to have to, you know, trust their eyes and make the right reads. The Cowboys are going to have to come out and tackle because they do still have skilled players that if they get out in space, they're going to make plays. And with them not getting a lot of passes down the field, they're going to be looking to make to take advantage of every opportunity they get the ball in their hands when you start talking about um, their receiver core, especially like a Dotson, if he if he gets any play this week. So, I don't know. I definitely think the the Cowboys defense has a lot of different things they can throw at them, but mm. they still have to come ready and prepared and be ready to tackle and yeah. to trust their eyes. A gap integrity. We saw some saw some you know some bad gap exchanges last week where guys didn't run uh, do their run fits well, and you know Saquon broke free. So right. they're gonna have to still come out and defend.
2: So something on that note too that you're talking about you know. All of the things that confuse, you know, offensive coordinators' offenses when they're facing a Dan Quinn defense. Dan Quinn in his press conference earlier this a DQD. week. DQD, oh, uh, uncle, uncle DQ, yeah. our our, so uh, our Cowboys nice. uncle. Uh, you know, he talked about. He was asked in the press conference, "How do you not outsmart yourself with how many things you have going on and how many weapons you have on your defense?" That's a great question. How do you not outsmart yourself? And the little notes that I wrote, he talks about how he works at it at practice. He has the guys work on something at practice if it's not ready, and it needs, quote, more seasoning, mm-hmm. then he doesn't show it on the field yet. So, again, I, I think something really respectable about Dan Quinn is he doesn't get ahead of himself. He knows where his limitations are for his players. They have that respect, and they know, OK, this is ready to go, and this is not. And maybe he needs a little more seasoning, but Dan Quinn always has something up his sleeve, and I, I think the amount of respect that guy deserves is just endless. Go right. Dan Quinn. Well, much respect to him. We're <laughs>
1: going to go and take a quick break, and then we're going to go to the other side of the ball, break down uh, what this Cowboys offense is going to have to face in the Washington Commanders' defense. Stay with us. we we'll are right back. Mm-hmm.
4: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger.
1: Segment of the girls talk, boys talk. I almost at the break. I haven't been on the break in like Ooh. a really long time. <laughs> That is a wow throwback. That's right. Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, guys. um, Join former NFL players for our first game day mini camp presented by Invisalign. Drop the kids off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. If I had kids, I would 100% be doing this maybe one day. To register your footballer for camp, visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Did I just like proposition myself on my own radio show? Yikes! Kelsey, you killed me. It's fine. I am who I am. Oh, my
2: goodness. All right, guys.
1: Uh, (laughs) Someone's like, someone help her. Like, wow, poor girl. Um, Okay. (laughs) Kelsey. Moving on. Um, Let's discuss this Dallas defense. (laughs) Well, the offense, right? (laughs) Offense, right. Yeah. Let's talk about the Cowboys, Cowboys offense. offense and commander's Harris, defense. They can exploit on the commander's defense. Okay, I actually want to know because you, like, did this little thing where you made a noise, and I feel like there was a, something that you wanted to talk about that we maybe didn't we didn't get to talk about that was on your little list, and I want to know.
3: Oh, no, I just – I forgot to, manage, uh, to mention Terry McLaurin. Oh. He's still – I mean – Scary a, Terry. That's, that's still a he, – he's not that scary against Terry Vaughn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that's – call it what you want. Y'all. Yeah. But so, like, that matchup's important as well, yeah. I guess. Like, you know, he is still uh, – a legitimate receiver in this league, so I just want to yeah. make sure I bring Worth the light noting, yeah worth
1: noting. Okay, so let's. I want to keep the spotlight on you for a minute because you are our film queen, mm-hmm. and I need to know again, we have a lot of expectations for this Cowboys offense. Cooper Rush has risen to the occasion. I think you guys heard Jane say yesterday, There is no quarterback in Cowboys history that has been able to start their first four games for a team and win all four of them. And I went ahead and said, Yet, so what's it going to take for this Dallas Cowboys offense? to actually make history and make Cooper Rush the red-headed legend that we all just so desperately need.
3: <laughs> all right, so they got to deal with the Redskins defensive line that they put together. Redskins. With the commanders. The commanders. commanders. The commanders. I am sorry. Washington totally fine. Washington. Honestly, Washington is probably the best way to go. Yes. So the Washington defensive yeah. line. I'm new here, y'all. <laughs> Um, and doing so, the yeah, they have Marquez Sweat, uh, Jonathan Payne, Jonathan Allen. Those guys really clog up the middle of that that defensive line. Mm-hmm. So, I would expect for the Cowboys to maybe try to run at the edges like they did, you know, a couple times last week. I think this defensive line is going to be a little difficult to just overpower in the middle of the defense. I, I think the Cowboys do have some guys, but depending on if Matt Farniok is taking the majority of those snaps, you may see some Jason Peters. I do expect for them to still continue to go through the run game, but I do there are, think there are some guys in their secondary that you can exploit. Um, Kendall Fuller has been getting a lot of play, but he's also been getting targeted a lot. Like You can tell that some teams are noticing that they can take advantage of, him. so we'll see if they go with that matchup as well. Um, they do get some uh, good linebacker play. Holcomb comes down sometimes, rushes the passer every now and then as a linebacker. So I don't know. I think I think the Cowboys' game plan will be similar in a way. It's it the twelve personnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna Run get game. those tight ends should in be. there, trying to get yes. you know, trying to get some favorable matchups because also too this defensive this defensive line for Washington, they're on the field a lot. Mm. They have been on the field a lot because of the offense's inability to really move the ball. So continue to run the ball, you know, eat up the clock, see what you can get from there and take the big plays as you need them because there should be opportunity there um, with play action and stuff if you, you know, just stay diligent on running the ball.
2: So a little throwback here because a couple weeks ago, All of us made a list of Mm. things that the Cowboys needed to do to start winning games. Keep in mind, this was before the Bengals game. Uh oh. On our list, we had control the penalties, run the ball. In big bold caps. Dot, 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 and stick to it. (laughs) Zeke needs to bust 100 yards, but run game can bust 100 yards. That's fine. Accountability, dynamic effort all around. Ladies, how do you feel like the Cowboys have worked on those areas since we last talked about this list? Because I, I haven't deleted this from my notes. This has been sitting in my notes looking real pretty uh, for the last couple of weeks because a lot of the things you mentioned are on this list. And personally, I think it's things that the Cowboys have worked on and progressed on. Right. Now, something I think I, I want to see out of the Cowboys offense this week is the consistency? Tracking. I don't want the highs and lows of oh they're starting out so strong, they're they're looking so great in the first half, and then third quarter, uh, why aren't we scoring? We're going three and out. They're settling for field goals. I want to see a consistent effort from mm-hmm. the offense, not so much uh, you know a dynamic effort because I, I feel like we can see that we we know that that's there. It's the consistency that I think lacks and and can get them trailing behind if they're not careful. So I think being consistent and that starts with. Running the ball. <laughs> I'm beating a dead horse. Here we go. Running the ball and making sure that that run game uh, busts over, you know, uh, 100 yards this game. Because I think that was vital. Another thing we talked about was time of possession. You mentioned that. That was vital this game. The, this last week against uh, New York, that was the first time the Cowboys have done that this season. So I think cons- staying consistent
3: and staying consistent the entire game is going to be key here. Yeah, they're not. The, the, um, the Commanders aren't a team that really wants to play from behind. It's just not. What's in their forte at this point in time, but um, when you start talking about the consistency, I think the consistency with you know calming down the penalties that. Thank you. This is also a team that you don't want to give any light. Like they do have skilled players on that offensive side, and and it can take one play for them. So you want to make sure that you know they're playing disciplined ball and not getting get. And also too, like the, the, the defense when you when they have opportunities for third downs get them off the field. They're yeah. one of the worst teams on third down this year, uh the Commanders. So if the uh, if the defense has time and has the opportunity to get them off the field, they have to take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I uh, mean
1: if you're talking about consistency, I look at like the game plan from last week and not only is it quite evenly balanced, it, it is almost exactly with, you know, 30, 30 rushing attempts and then 30 targets to your 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 receivers. So like I personally like to see a mix like that. I like to see a long list of guys on this game book afterwards where I know that you can't just take out one man. Yeah, they're going to bracket CD. Like that's going to be something a lot of defenses are going to try to do because it's pretty obvious that right now he is like one of the main weapons, especially with Gallup hasn't been on the field, Schultz hasn't been on the field, et cetera. We know the story, right? The rushing game I think is fabulous. I love – we talked about it yesterday. I love – just how they, how compatible these two are right. in terms of complementing their styles.
3: Yeah, they like each other as humans, and it helps. Yes. Well,
1: and, again,
2: that goes along with what we've been talking about all week. The chemistry in this locker room is not to be slept on. I tweeted about this yesterday after seeing the sounds of the sidelines. Shout-out to the Cowboys' social media team. Whoever put that together was beautiful. Right. It, it, we love that. And, and I think it really shows you there is leaders in this locker room that – are very, like, unspoken. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it quietly behind the curtain, but it it's making an impact. And we've said his name before, but Jason Peters going out and, and leading even— Leading that huddle with the offensive linemen. So I, good. I mean, you've only been here for a few weeks, and you're leading the huddle. Mm-hmm. And that's why they brought him in is this leadership. But don't sleep on the chemistry and what these guys are feeling with each other in the locker room because— it's very apparent that the outside noise to them does not matter. They believe yeah. in themselves, they believe in their coaching, and they believe in this environment that they're in. Shout around. out to
1: Alex Ali for the sounds of the sideline. Thank, yeah. um, thank you. Thank you, Jazzy, out. for that. I do want to ask a secondary question, though, not to answer your question with a question, but I, I think <laughs> I have a little bit of PTSD from you know the Broncos game and Vic Fangio calling us out and saying that he had – a, f- a, a blueprint mm-hmm. right like we're not in the construction business i don't want to be that easy to read <laughs> well I mean, quote me so yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm wondering when you guys wow, i'm like really business. kind of proud of that that, really that wasn't that good but it was like good enough and it was better than what i normally I do it. so that was amazing i like, just like i'm like pause for some applause i'm having to like hold myself back. Jazz. That's i'm like hilarious. just trilling this out so you can find an applause sound i'm kidding <laughs> um but i do want to ask you guys that because like is there a concern in your mind from becoming too predictable. Yes, she got it. My queen. You know, when, when, when everyone knows here's what they have right now accessible at their fingertips, here's what they did. They did it well last week. They are trying to stay afloat. Cooper Rush is great, but he's not to the level of like some other quarterbacks are. So your toolkit is limited. Are you worried at all about being, quote,
3: seen in terms of, What the game plan is and could be? Well, I think that what, when you start talking about what happened in the Broncos game, I think a lot of that started with the inability to run the ball. Mm. Like, I mean, if you, because when they were dropping six DBs in coverage, they were doing that because they know you can't run the ball. And with now, is there, and that's what I was saying yesterday, I think it's so important that the Cowboys are continuing to put out good tape. And and a good representation of what they are capable of. Because before it was just like, oh, we don't have to plan for this, this, that, and the third. No, now teams actually have to say, "Mm, maybe I need to account for this young tight end, Peyton Hendershot. Maybe I do need to pay attention to Noah Brown because he's he's almost had two, you know, 100 yard games back to back. Mm -hmm. Like, so I also, and then also too, the run game is starting to really start to move gentlemen out the way. And so when you start talking about them figuring things out, It's not a lot. It's not necessarily the Cowboys are doing anything complicated. They are doing things very basic. It's just, can you stop it? Yeah. Can you stop it? And then also with the run game, what's happening, we talked about yesterday with Cooper Rush with a play action passes, 11 to 15, 158 yards from that. Play action is contingent on you believing that we can run the ball. And so I think that if they continue to have the balance that they're having and seeing success in different ways and it, it's it being a, a machine, then it is going to – I mean, people are going to start keying in on guys. They're going to start doing that stuff. But when you start getting a Michael Gallup back, when you start getting some of these other gentlemen back, it's still just another wrinkle to have to worry about on the offensive side of the ball. And then before you know it, Dak Prescott's here. So I don't know. I The figuring it out is – yeah, I mean, is that possible? But it's not anything that no one's ever seen before. Right. Yeah. It's can you stop it? Right?
2: Something that uh, Mike McCarthy also talked about in his press conference this morning when he was asked about Washington giving up nine sacks, you know, Tater he talks. said he doesn't want to yeah, also gain I mean. a false confidence. Mm-hmm. He still has a guard up about uh, gaining false confidence, which I think is important. And, and that, that really shows the, the amount of level head that – Mike McCarthy has with his coaching style I think to to not tell the guys hey guess what they had nine stacks on them last week guess what you're gonna do this is an easy win because you know what it 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 should be it should be an easy win however you cannot get that high up that you come crashing down because this would not be a game that I really want to talk about the Cowboys losing next week I don't think any of us would but they he also made a good point in saying that the commanders had a full week of prep the Cowboys and having the Monday week. night game mm-hmm. haven't had their full week of prep. So that's just something to keep in mind too, because I didn't think about that until he said it during the press conferences. So one thing I would and say I... about
1: the lot, not the full week of prep is that this Cowboys team is used to that. Right. You know, they they are always the Thanksgiving game. Mm. You know, that is it short weeks. Are, America's oh, team. Literally, that is just a thing <laughs> that this team deals with. Yeah. So at least they have that going for them. Yep. But I do think you do have a consistent point in the concept of you know keeping a level head and not letting it get to them. Because I think that has been a problem. We did, again, I, I referenced the Denver game. I think that they got a little high on themselves mm-hmm. at times and and lost that fourth component of the football game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for them to stay locked in even though you have something in front of you where you're like, hey, like, listen, we're like
3: This is a favorable matchup. Correct. This is a favorable matchup. And, yeah, like, they're looking at the same film we're looking at. Like, yeah, like, this is something. Can we replicate what what Philly did? Yes, we can.
1: There is no reason why this Cowboys team shouldn't win this game. Now it's their time to execute it.
3: Yeah, they, I mean, they got to go out there and play. It, they The Giants' defense ain't just going to roll over. I mean, the Giants. The, the, the commanders, <laughs> commanders.
1: Hey, y'all, listen. I, I'm look, glad they, we're on the same page today, my friend. Cause, hey, look, like, whew, that Monday game kind of
3: shifted everything, I'm so we're a little bu- behind. I'm riding the bus, but they're not just going to roll over. I'm just I'm just being honest with you. They're not just gonna roll over. They're gonna they're gonna put up a fight. All so right. it's not gonna just be an easy game.
1: Well, speaking of taking the bus, I it's a perfect segue, my friend. Gosh, I love you for that. We're gonna talk about uh, what my dear friend David Hellman said about uh, maybe calling Cooper Rush a bit of a a, a bus pass. Nah, he's so, he's at least a, a Camry. Uh, we, we're gonna figure out. We're gonna talk what exactly it. he is coming up next. Stay with us. Second break. A reminder, though, before we go to break, girls girls talk, boys talk, wow. We are presented by Jigsaw, the official and preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. Stay with us.
4: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. Know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
5: If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844 326 6266. That's 844- 326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com
3: With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar smoothie king rule the day hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline
1: ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to
5: your happy place for a happy price. Go to
4: your happy price, price line.
1: Welcome back to the final segment of Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, y'all. Are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or a friend or Kelsey Charles to be the (laughs) Cowboys fan of the year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. So I will tell you who is not the fan of the year in my book, and that is my dearest friend David Hellman for making such a horrible analogy. It was terrible. It was a really bad analogy. He knows it. But it's still, the point stands, I get it. So he went on his show on Fox Sports FS1 and uh, Speak for Yourself, and... Listen, he's got he's got two Eagles compatriots on said show, LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho. So I I don't envy him for being in the position that he's in. But basically, they are sitting over there trying to hype up some quarterback controversy that is, as we have mentioned a thousand million times over, non-existent. Either way, um, I thought it was a fun talking point because literally the way he described it, he was like, Why would you take a souped-up Cadillac Escalade and then Opt for the bus pass, Cooper Rush, instead. Souped up Cadillac, obviously being Dak Prescott. I just can see the the disdain on your face, Aisha, with the bus pass comparison. to Yeah, I
3: mean, a bus pass, I mean, like like a dart pass, y'all, like that's, 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 that's pushing. Rough. Like he,
1: I'm telling you. Maybe it was like a BART pass. Like BART in San Francisco is pretty yeah. good. Or like, or like, what's the one, the train in, in um in London, that's a good one? No, nah, I think
3: he's a Camry. I think he's, he's, he's calm, he's reliable, he's. <laughs> He's. That I was mean, my first A Prius, car. maybe a Prius. No, he's no. a Camry because he's he got some room to him. He got some. He, he, I'm telling you, he's yeah. he's a Camry. Leave him alone. I like
1: Look. that. I listen, I drove my Camry my first car. I respect that. Japanese cars are well made. Yes. They are reliable, uh, like you maybe. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like you want to give that as your first car to your kid because, like me, I totaled it in my driveway. That's a story for a, another day. Ooh, but like, man. it still drove afterwards. Like it gets you out of a bind. And I feel like that's what Cooper Rush is I mean, is. the look, new ones
2: look nice and sleek I'm, too. I mean, I you never know. I'm not a car gal. You're talking to someone who, their first car was a bug. I was a Volkswagen <laughs> bug girl. <laughs> I so can totally see you're that. You're asking the wrong did person. Did you have a flower? What kind of flower did
1: you have in your little flower vase?
2: It's um, in your dash. It was like just one of those stuffed animal little flowers. But I also. Did you know that? I had like cowboys stuff all I over the I had a bug. Tahoe
3: for my first car. So, so um, I don't know what y'all got going on. way more in the nest. I had a Jeep Our, Liberty. Did you really? Oh, Jazzy had yeah. a Jeep Liberty. There you go.
2: Y'all
1: are way more. I asked my dad. I was like, hey, dad, what kind of car am i getting i wanted a like a 1999 or 2001 forerunner and he was like, uh, no, you're getting my hand-me-down car, and then I'm
2: getting a new uh, car. So, shouts out to Dad for teaching me the, the lesson. The Camry yeah. being in,
3: no, in no, the clutch.
2: No. I know. dad. I know. Camry in the my clutch. My dad literally was looking for bugs for me all over because I was like, Dad, that's my dream car, please. And so he got it, and it broke down every other week. So, yep. Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry for bringing up Not the Not a Cooper a
1: Rush mobile. All right, so I want to close out on two quick things. A fun fact, uh, Aisha, that you brought up for us, and I love this. If you guys didn't know this, um, Zach Barton has some siblings in the league. I think he actually has two two. Mm-hmm. Um his 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 wife's brother plays and then his brother <coughs> I believe plays too. Nick. So Nick is on the Washington Commanders and mm-hmm. you just told me he has a chance of playing him this weekend.
3: Yeah, I mean he is the um back up to their starter right now. He's second on their depth chart. Uh, So we'll see. He might, you know, he might get some burn this (laughs) week.
1: I I, I foresee a jersey swap happening at the end. (laughs) That'd be cute. Yeah. Love that.
3: Yeah. I I definitely do. So watch out
1: for that. That'll be fun. But, um, you know, with the last minute, I think we did want to make sure that we talked about um, we we love talking about football with you guys because Mm -hmm. it's fun and it's something that can all bring us together. But there are some important things happening in the world right now. And um, I know you, Aisha, Mm -hmm. having been there, boots on the ground, Mm -hmm. quite literally, um, wanted to kind of speak to some of those things. And I want to give you the floor for that.
3: Yeah. So we just wanted to make sure that we um, paid our respects to the folks that are being affected by Hurricane um, Ian. Ian. Um, It's I am an an eight year National Guardsman and um, being able to help out with those folks in Beaumont with Harvey and um, the Round Rock area and through that the Houston area and just seeing how heavily it can affect the community very quickly. All the folks that are in Georgia, Florida. All those places like we care about y'all. And I just wanted to make sure um, that we used our time and our platform to say that even the reporters, the sports reporters, the Tampa Bay Bucks having to move around like everyone involved that is being affected by this hurricane. um, We care about you and we're here for you. Yeah. And shout out
2: to the reporters who who have to be out in the middle of the weather conditions and and, you know, having been local news not anything close to covering a hurricane but it, it can be scary so yep. just want to give credit to everybody who's been out there yes. making sure everybody has the right information
1: all right well does brian just walked by so how's that Drop to close eggs. out your show yeah. um
2: but really do truly
1: guys we do appreciate you guys tuning in and everyone um stay safe out there help someone today yeah you know? be kind if Say you're help. if you're in the in the thick of it just if you're in the spirit of it all of that but um Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We do appreciate you all so much. This has been another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. For Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarre's, I'm Kelsey Charles. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Nice. Stay safe.
2: Ye-haw. This has
0: been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about
4: you, Cowboys? Yeah!